0: Welcome to the Taylor and Jen podcast. You started to tell me on the phone a little bit about your story of loss. Every mother that's lost a child could talk about it for a long, long time. But can you kind of give us the shortened version?
1: Tell us about your son. First, I'll just say that it's been over four years. I lost Christopher June 2nd, 2017. Mm -hmm. I was high risk, but the pregnancy was going great. And in my eighth month... I went to bed one night and I just wasn't feeling him move as usual. Mm. And I was like, okay, you know, I've been told that, you know, they sleep, you know, and all that. And maybe he just was, you know, resting. And so then I went to work that day and wasn't feeling him move. I just had this like gut feeling. I was like, something's wrong. Mm -hmm. So I called my doctor and the doctor wanted me to come into the hospital. So I went in, called my son's father and we drove to the hospital, and the nurse was doing the first ultrasound. And then the nurse went out and got the doctor, and the doctor came in. And then they had somebody else come in and do another ultrasound. At the time, I couldn't imagine you know, that the worst was going to happen. But I just had this awful feeling. And then the second person came in to do the ultrasound, and then the doctor told me, he's like, I'm sorry to have to tell you this, but we cannot find a heartbeat. I was admitted to the hospital, which i had to be induced yeah and still have to deliver my baby i got to hold him like they let me and his father keep him in the room all night mm. and we got to hold him but it was a horrible feeling but he was so beautiful and his name christopher and his birthday when he was born it was mm-hmm. june 2 2017
0: mm. what was life like after that because you go in you know you're in your eighth month you're planning on coming home with a baby And instead you come home with a a memory and a lot of grief. I was like just
1: in shock. I was Mm -hmm. numb. I was in denial. I had hit rock bottom. Like I've been through a lot in my life. You know, I've had a lot of heartache and pain, but never in my life did I ever feel the way that I had felt at that time. Did you ask God why? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I asked him that for a long time. Mm -hmm. I was angry at him for a very long time, like, So
0: angry that I almost turned my back on him, and Mm -hmm. I may have. I did the same. It's one of the hardest things I think that somebody has to deal with. And there doesn't seem to be any earthly good explanation for why, why should this happen? Why did this have to happen? But one of the things I've learned about God is that he doesn't mind when we ask him why. And he doesn't move. We can turn our back and we can walk away, but he's still there when we come back. You came back because... There's more to your story. Yeah. So tell us more about your story. Well, after
1: I lost Christopher, seven months later, I unexpectedly got pregnant. And to be honest with you, I just couldn't believe it. And then it was hard for me to be excited. Yeah. Mm. Hard for me to be happy because Mm -hmm. I was just so sad. Doesn't even describe how I was feeling. I was just so devastated and I had seriously hit rock bottom and. All I could think was, I don't want to go through this again. You know, Mm -hmm. what if something happens to Mm -hmm. this other child, you know, and
0: it kind of robs the joy of any subsequent pregnancy after you go through something like that. Yeah. This pregnancy, I was gestational diabetic. Oh, yeah. And um, I'm familiar with that. I was with both of my pregnancies as
1: well. Luckily, I didn't have to take any medication. They just had me on a controlled diet, but Mm -hmm. I had to stick my finger.
0: God knows how many times a day. But for me, um, it was four. And I really hated the controlled diet. I thought I'm like, I'm pregnant. I'm supposed to be allowed to eat whatever I want, but I couldn't. You know, I really liked
1: the controlled diet. Oh, did you? Because I actually was able to take care of better care of myself good mm. you know even though I was like so sad and and stuff like that like because I wasn't eating mm. I wasn't sleeping well and stuff but this gave me motivation to eat better and all that so as the time went on you know I just really found it hard to be excited to be happy and I was just like really just waiting for the other shoe to drop but as time went on I started getting a little bit happier and excited um, especially after I found out <laughs> That I was having another boy. Mm. Uh, fast forward, I um, on October sixth, I gave birth to a beautiful baby boy, healthy mm. baby boy. He was only six pounds, but my, six pounds of fighting weight. Six pounds, <laughs> but I gave birth to Michael, and I was just so happy. Mm-hmm. It was the best day of my life. Mm-hmm. I knew it wasn't going to be easy. You know, I just still lost my first son. Mm -hmm. I took him home and from losing my first son, I was severely depressed on top of having postpartum depression. Sure. On top of me and my son's father having problems, I was just trying to be a mother, you know, and um, I was pretty much kind of being both parents, you Mm -hmm. know, to our son (laughs) I was so angry at God and and I didn't want to be angry, but I was just so angry because I just couldn't understand why he had taken Christopher. And I don't want to sound like I'm not grateful for having Michael, but I was just really hurt. Like my heart was broken into a thousand pieces when I lost my first son. And so I just found it really hard to be grateful. There were times where, and I hate to admit this, I've only told a couple people this, but there were times I would entertain the thought of putting Michael up for adoption hmm. um, because that's how bad my depression was. And I just felt like, you know, he deserved better. And that went on for like almost the first year of his life. I had these thoughts every single day. That's postpartum. And then one day I woke up and I'm like, I'm not giving my son up. I finally had a short talk with God. And I was like, how am I going to do this? What am I going to do? You know? And he told me, he said, Laura. You don't have to do anything. He's like, just show up. Just show up for Michael. Love him the best way that you know how right now. I'll teach you how to love him. I'll help you through this. And he has? He has. The last four years, it's been really hard because for four years, I haven't been able to grieve my son Hmm. because I was parenting my son, Michael, Mm -hmm. and I just started seeing a therapist like three weeks ago.
0: I was waiting for that part of the story. (laughs) Just
1: three weeks ago, I just started seeing a therapist and I love her. She's awesome. Um, So would you
0: recommend that to other moms that have gone through this?
1: Absolutely. You don't have to do it alone.
0: And it may feel like you're alone, but you're not. After I lost my first son, I found that people didn't know what to say. And so a lot of times they didn't say anything. And it felt like I was alone. And one of the things that I've done since then is I've encouraged people, even if you don't know what to say please say something because you feel very lost and alone after a loss like that. You feel like the world goes on and that you see people talking and laughing and living their lives outside. And you just want to scream, don't you know what just happened to me?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I lost a child. And so I think encouraging people to just acknowledge somebody's loss is, is really really helpful and important. You might not know what to say, but just say something.
1: And for me, it's not necessarily like you have to say something, but just being there, Mm -hmm. you know, coming over and checking up on me and making sure I'm fine. A hug, you know, let me cry Mm -hmm. on somebody's shoulder, you know, because like depression is like very serious. It's really important to be there.
0: So what would you say to a mom or a dad that has gone through a loss like that in regards to their mental health? Reach out and
1: get help sooner the better. Don't feel like you're alone in this. There's more loss with children than people realize, you Mm -hmm. know, and it is sad. It breaks my heart. And I actually asked God one day why. He didn't really give me an answer, but he told me, he said, Laura, he said, I know your pain because I sacrificed my son for everyone on the cross. And in that moment, I think that was kind of like a turning point for me with me and God. After that, I thought, you know, I don't have to be angry. I can hurt still, you know, but I need to deal with this hurt. But at the same time, I don't have to be angry because I'm comforted knowing that when I go to heaven... I'm going to see my son.
0: The Taylor and Jen podcast is a product of Northwestern Media, a ministry of the University of Northwestern St. Paul. You can hear more from Taylor and Jen weekday mornings online at life1071.com or on the Life 107.1 app or on the Life 107.1 app.